Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for listening. And this is where my hopes are to inspire you to awaken to your true power. Yes, we are all about empowerment on this show and really diving deep at times, which today is going to be one of the more deeper shows. And I love going really deep. And I have a great guest on today that I'm really looking forward to having here her here today, because really she is an expert in this field. And if any of you want to call in later, I will give a number. If you want to call in after the break, you can ask a question. But the power of our subconscious mind controls a lot of a lot of our life. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. My guest is Tara Kabatoff, and she is a dedicated speaker, a teacher, and intuitive healer with a profound focus on the shadow self. She specializes in shedding the light on the deeper and darker aspects of the subconscious. Having experienced her own profound transformation, Tara delved into her spiritual practice, exploring the realms of the shadow self and deep subconscious. She recognized the power of self-actualization and became very passionate about empowering others to become their own self-healers and creators of their reality. Tara's mission is rooted in the desire to seek everyone or help help everyone break free from their limited limitations and find comfort and peace with their authentic self and their whole being. She has a diverse background, which led her to her current path. And we're going to hear more about that today. I believe that she will also share some deeper truths for the first time. So this is a very special show. And I am really honored to have her here and to share some of her experiences that I am hoping will inspire and spark an interest in you where you may be able to relate and get some really great knowledge from this show and know that you are more powerful than you really know. So with that, we're going to get started. Tara, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. That intro was absolutely amazing. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Like I said, this is one of my deeper shows, but it's such an important show. It's such an important aspect of our healing and really getting to know ourselves. And, you know, for for the listeners out there, there may be some that are familiar with the shadow self and there may be some that aren't. So I am going to have uh, Tara first tell us about her story and then we're going to get into what is the shadow self? What is the dark night of the soul? What do we need to know uh, about our subconscious? You know, what are those limiting beliefs that we have? Self-sabotage. We're going to get into a lot of that. This is going to be a great show. I'm hoping to get all of it in this hour. But first, let's hear more about Tara's story because I think that you know, what she's experienced throughout her life and where she is now, it's been a journey, right, Tara? Mm -hmm. So it can has. you take us back and, and take us through that journey and how you were led to where you are today? Right. And, and you're completely right with this topic. I mean, we could have such a lengthy conversation about this. And I, I had thought about, I, I constantly think about my story. I constantly reflect and look back at what happened here to make this happen today or what made me 
what made me who I am and think and feel the way I feel today about myself or about the world. And, and this has been a, a real profound process of peeling back those layers into history, you know, going back into my childhood, going back into ancestral, going back into time and, and connecting the dots with what has shaped me to who I am today and, and also how to unravel some of those, those patterns and beliefs that had been ingrained since early life. So my my early life, uh, you know, had been quite difficult. Um, I truly feel that I, I know that I've had I've chosen this path in some way. I know that I've chosen this path of of hardship, of of difficulties, of struggle, and and I've had a very fiery and passionate energy. Uh, the more restricted and the more confined I was in childhood, the more I fought it. So growing up, I had um, quite, quite a lot of difficulty. I mean, I, I come from a family of Russian immigrants. You know, we, we immigrated, well, my great-grandparents sorry, immigrated from Russia into Canada. And that probably begins the story of, of my past, really. When I think back at the, the uh, influences that have been brought in into my family, and the hardship and the fear and the struggle and the pain and the sorrow and just this like really heavy energy and heavy experiences. And, and so it just was a natural progression of what happened in our family based on the past, truly. Mm -hmm. So I was a byproduct of that. I, I grew up, I wasn't heard, I wasn't seen, I wasn't understood. There was so much fighting and so much pain and I saw it. And, and being an empath and being a sensitive person, it was really hard. It was so hard because I could see the pain in my parents. I could see the the anger, but I also was becoming affected. So naturally I started to push back. So I started to rebel. I started to become angry. I started to basically integrate some of the patterns of anger and relationship conflicts in how I was interacting with my relationships moving on in life in my early teenage years. And so when I was probably... I believe 14 years old, around grade nine, I really started to detach from school. So I, I, I didn't care about school. I didn't want to go to school. I was hating my life. I was just really starting to fall into a low self-esteem, low self-worth pattern. And my grades started to become affected. I just became disengaged. And naturally, the system, the school system uh, diagnosed me or that I guess the counselor or psychologist on staff or someone diagnosed me with having a learning disability. So into a private school I went, which actually truthfully was a really beautiful school. It was uh, very, very well maintained and really high quality um, uh, teachers and uh, uh, class rooms. And it was just a really beautiful place to be. Was there for two years. Then I went back into this regular school system afterwards to finish my high school. So when I went back into the system, I basically felt that I was stupid, that I had a disability because I was labeled. Uh, meanwhile, the house and home environment was becoming extremely unsafe and uh, very unhealthy to be in. And I just couldn't measure up to anyone else in school. I felt inadequate. I felt incompetent. I felt that I couldn't even succeed if I tried because I had a learning disability. 
So I basically, I barely finished finished high school, barely finished. I ended up going a bit rogue. I, my first boyfriend was, uh, you know, one of those, those older boys who hung around the bad boy, you know, kind of, kind of personality of type. Of <laughs> and it was so toxic. We fought just like the relationship that I saw at home at, and my family relationships. So that was the first relationship he cheated on me. It was so unhealthy and drugs and alcohol. And it just kept perpetuating from there on. And eventually I ended up kind of picking myself up again and putting myself back in school. I found my passion. It was in technology and digital media marketing. I ended up getting a, a wonderful career. I ended up landing into a, a pretty high-end um, agency, but I was really suffering inside. Uh, I had developed also an eating disorder. I was developing addictions, uh, alcoholism, and I lived for the weekends. I loved my work, but I also loved to party. And basically, if, as soon as Friday was over, I would just live and have fun and get crazy and then go back into work. And I lived the cycle for so long. And it eventually caught up to me. And this the shame that I had within me of having this learning disability, having all these other disabilities and illnesses within myself, within my mental health, really prevented me from feeling, of course, comfortable in my own skin, feeling mm -hmm. of worth. And it eventually started to affect my work. Although I worked so hard to win awards and to prove myself and to have a name. And when you're in these well i'll speak to my industry in particular but when you're when you're part of really high performing culture mm -hmm. it's all about performance so what what awards have you won what clients are you working on and that's sort of it basically so as long as you're performing well as long as you're on these good clients and and having that that sort of status around mm -hmm. you then you're someone you're you're something then you exist in this in this environment in the, that kind of level and so that's all I was chasing. You know, I was, and also too, being a bit of a, a black sheep in the family, I was really trying hard to prove that I am smart, that I am mm -hmm. uh, capable. My brother got his PhD, London School of Economics. I'm like kind of like worthless, essentially, in my mind. Right. That's how I was feeling. So I was constantly pushing and pushing and pushing. I had, I had part-time jobs when I had my full-time job. I had a startup when I had was working 9, 10, 11 hours full-time in the corporate environment. And eventually over time, it just caught up with me. I just, I, I was just so ill. I was so unwell. And the, the system that I was in within myself, I wouldn't say system, but the, um, I guess from a psychology standpoint, the, the subconscious belief system, the limiting beliefs that I had within myself, became very natural. So the pain and the depression and the sorrow and the anger that I was in just felt normal because I was mm -hmm. living with it for years. So I didn't even really know that I had a problem. I knew I didn't like where I was, but I didn't know what that meant, where I was needed to change. So I was always chasing something better. I was always, oh, I just need to go here in order to get better or to, ha to have a better life. Mm -hmm. So I would move to one place to another. I moved every two years, wow. two to three yeah. years. Since yeah, I was seventeen, that's insane. Forty. Yeah. So you were seeking that validation or trying to find that that wholeness, and you were just running and working and just getting yeah. so caught up that you really didn't connect to yourself. Yeah, and I didn't even couldn't even connect with 
the truth of how bad it was. Mm-hmm. It just was perpetuated. And then I ended up getting into professional, not well, semi-pro cycling. I, I competed a lot. I was um, ended up working with an Olympic coach and I was, I was aiming to go to the world championships. I was quite good. Actually, wow. I started later in life. I think it was 31, but I was winning. I was on the, on the podium, mm-hmm. pretty much every race, every race. And I had that kind of hidden talent that I tapped into and I loved it, but also the endorphins that you get from mm-hmm. it, the yes. release, the the escape was like my sanctuary, essentially. So I loved it. I really did. But it also, you know, going into that period of time, I I was fit, but I wasn't healthy. Right, yeah. right. Because your mind, it's, the mind has to be healthy. It it's has not to just be. the body, the mind is exactly. very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I should say through a lot, I, I think when I was 14, I saw a shaman, my mom, my mom introduced me to a medicine woman when I was really young for dream work. And I always had that little bit of, that little bit of curiosity about life more than life, spiritual, mm-hmm. like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Why are these things happening? What is the meaning of life? Um, and I always just would find myself in, in, in certain periods going into this practice meditation. I went to a retreat when I turned 30 and I was probably the youngest person there. I mean, this was before it was, you know, really cool. And a lot of people were going. Uh, So, you know, I I still had a little bit of that happening in the background and it wasn't until about five, five years ago where everything just came crumbling, falling apart. I was pushing so hard again to well by the, by that time I had quit cycling I was getting back into the startup world I had my own business and I was fired for success but I was so self-conscious I was so I had such low worth I would stutter when I would speak mm. I mean I there were so many things I had my eating disorder I had uh, alcoholism I I mean I was depressed and I couldn't break out of that cycle but again I couldn't see it Right. Right. And then eventually I was making really bad decisions out of desperation for work. Mm. I was teaming up with really horrible, horrible business people who took advantage of me, who the big, you know, like the big talker, big money, big, big flashy. We got this. <laughs> but we under the surface, that. we knew yeah. we know what's really going on there. Yeah. No, I, I fell into some really bad stuff and got wiped out. I got wiped out. I got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore. I just got to that point where just things were just chipping away, chipping away, where I just became completely flat out. I don't know what to do. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. see a way out except for just ending my life essentially, because I, it was too much to even carry. So I packed up my things. I went to my mom's house and that was the start of the dark night of the soul. So we can talk about mm-hmm, that yeah. later as well. But that that was the initiation into it. Um, basically, the universe was saying, you need to stop. You need to stop. We're going to take care of you. We're going to put you in a nurturing environment. And uh, you need to look in. You need to look within right. and make those changes. And that was hugely transformative, but it didn't come easy. It changed my life completely. Right. Now I'm right. coming around from that about four years ago, mm-hmm. coming around completely different. Of course, it is. It, it changed everything for me, and it opened my eyes to 
our shadow <laughs> to the subconscious, mm -hmm. to the interconnectedness within our mind, our heart, our emotions, our body, our behaviors. And also looking back and understanding the web, I had so much resentment over how I was raised and my family and mm -hmm. everything. But I now I see, I, I, I see a why everything had to happen the way that it did, why the, the dynamics of my family environment and of the history of their family mm -hmm. and, and how it really played into what was happening in my life. And, and through this four years of going into the spiritual practice, I became in tune with my whole self. I started to understand more of myself. I started to see more and witness more and connect the dots within all of these different areas of my life in the areas that were, that were blocked that were hidden and that's that's right. in the subconscious that's in the shadow yeah that's that's beautiful it's almost like all the pieces came together mm -hmm. and when you would get when you get to that point where the pieces are coming together it's like ah oh, i get it you know and and then all those nudges from the universe like you know over and over and over and more condensed like things just really getting to a point where you didn't know what to do anymore i mean that's really we're being nudged. I mean, yeah. these things keep happening. There's a message there. So uh, I want to hear a little bit more about how you were like not tapping into your intuition, because I know you're a little bit intuitive as it is and very, how you got away very from intuitive. not listening. Like, what were you doing? Ignoring. So we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that in a minute. We're going to need to take a short break here. So after the short break, we're going to dive in a little more. And then how, what was that turning point, that pivotal moment for you? And then we're going to talk about the shadow self and, and the dark night of the soul. And if anyone does want to call in for a question, 888-346-9141, 888-346-9141. We'll be back right after the break. Thank you. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. 
Elevate your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Talking to Tara Kabatoff on The Shadow Self. Shine Your Light on the Shadow is what the name of the show is. And we're diving really deep, hearing her story the first half of the show. And uh, for those that may want to call in, I am going to throw the number out there again, 888-346-9141. If you do have a question on any of the things that we're talking about or the power of the self-conscious mind, we are here to respond. So Tara, I want to know, like before the break, obviously you told us you were taking us through your story. What was the turning point? Like what happened? Was it a slow turning point or was like, did something just hit you? And what had you start, what made you start really diving into the subconscious mind, the shadow self? And and then I want you to also tell us a little bit about the shadow self and what Mm -hmm. that journey was like. Mm -hmm. Right. So where I left off basically was packing everything in coming to my mom's place and she has a beautiful uh, four acre property nestled in the, in this very nurturing environment in wilderness. I mean, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's very comfortable and calm. And I found myself just starting to relax just starting to slow Mm -hmm. down. And I just, I knew I didn't want to go back. So the only way to keep moving was to be open to maybe trying some new things and seeing where that would lead. And, and, and you mentioned that I, my intuition, I just want to also quickly touch on that too. My intuition, my whole life has been very strong. Mm-hmm. I never listened to it. I never listened to it. Even in my gut, I would feel so wrong about certain decisions and being around certain people and in situ- certain situations. I didn't listen to it, never mm-hmm. listened to it, but I didn't know you know, I didn't know. And so with that, when I was at my mom's, I ended up stumbling upon YouTube on some tarot readers <laughs> going mm-hmm. into the the Zodiac readings, right? And I was so fascinated by this. I had never really gotten into tarot. I've had a couple of psychic readings before. Uh, well, it sort of left me a little bit bitter. I think you and I had this conversation earlier beforehand too. And and I picked up the the these a deck of tarot, but I started learning about what it meant, what each card meant. I wanted mm-hmm. to know the exact details. I wanted to know as much information. I wanted to know what what these cards meant. They were so complex and held so much symbolic value. And so down the rabbit hole I went. I studied them. I researched. I was watching videos, and every single card related to something that I had experienced deeply. And every card held a psychological reference, an emotional reference, a spiritual reference, a practical reference. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is our life. These cards are resembling our life, our cycles of life. And so that is what started it all. So I went really deep into Uh reading. Uh, I just had a knack for it. I was so in tune because I could relate to every card because this is what I had been going through. And the way, and I mentioned to you before we started the show too, that 
I have been on such an inward journey. I, I've, I've, yes, I've seen psychologists. Yes, I've seen healers. I've done an ayahuasca journey of plant medicine. I've, I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the work that I've done and a lot of self was, was I should say, through self-reflection, was through going inward, yes. spending a lot of time by myself. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very, very important. Very. And this helped me understand these cards and people and my senses started to increase. So my intuition mm-hmm. and my sense of connect, connection and feelings and interpreting other people and their energy and their feelings became very strong. So Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. I I did a lot of readings. I was also working with a healer at that time who was my mentor on uh, subconscious work as well. And Mm -hmm. it was very, I found very complimentary sort of understanding the, the unseen untapped part of ourselves with, with energy or with the tarot, for example, and then the subconscious, which is more the psychological aspect of Mm -hmm. understanding, well, what is, what is, what is our belief system, our false belief system that we have deep ingrained and how is that manifesting in our life? How is it influencing our body, our behaviors, our our thoughts, our emotions, because it's all connected, but the root Mm -hmm. of everything is the subconscious. So if you believe that the world is unsafe if you if you grew up in an environment where you had an unsafe family environment, then you're going to, in some way, see everything in the world or things in the world that are going to be unsafe. You're going to see them and you're going to create them because you feel deep down that the world is unsafe. And so that's just one example, but it's a good example too. It's a really right. good one. I mean, for I mean, think about that because if you're not feeling safe as a child in whatever mm-hmm. way then you're going to grow up having fear. And I do want to, we're going to talk about fear today because I definitely oh, yeah. want to make sure that yeah. we get into that. But it's, that's a really great example. So it's, it's really a lot of times it, the, our, our childhood and a lot of the things that we didn't really realize at the time, even t- until we're older, like a lot of times we don't realize this until we get much older, how our family played a role. And, you know, just, you know, they did the best they could. I mean, we're all learning and growing in, you know, it's just, we were subjected to certain things that definitely affect our subconscious. Yeah. Oh yeah. It comes from our family. It comes from uh, societal pressures. It comes Mm -hmm. from cultural pressures. I remember when I was uh, back in agency in the agency world, I read a book called, uh, what was it called? Culture, Culture Jam, I think. And it had a, and it was, I think it was written in the eighties and it had this, um, a man with a shaved head and a barcode on his, the back of his neck. And I read this book and I just went, whoa, we are so affected by media and Mm -hmm. marketing and of course, social media. And it's just been this like massive, massive machine roll or snow. I wouldn't say snowball rolling downhill and and collecting, collecting momentum and growing and growing as a, as a serious problem in society. You know, how are we supposed to connect with our authenticity with who we truly are if if we feel that we should be like other people or we should have what marketing is selling us or if we should and that's also what killed my career, by the way. <laughs> it really did. It did. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, my career's done. Right. <laughs> but I right. but I also I also still push forward because I was on that tra- on that trajectory yeah, already. You're on a different, so, on a different yeah. journey for sure. Definitely. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit more about for people that aren't familiar, what is the shadow self? Mm-hmm. And we also talk about the dark night of the soul when we go through these really difficult times of, you know, we don't know what we're going through, but can you kind of give us an overview for the listeners that aren't really familiar what 
shadow work really is the dark side, dark side to be a couple examples, and then also the dark night of the soul. Right. So the shadow is actually, it was coined by Carl Jung, who is a, a psychoanalyst, psychi psychiatrist, um, probably, well, around the same time as Freud. So I think he, his career probably peaked around the 1930s mm -hmm. and he coined the shadow. He discovered, he, he was the one who's kind of like basically brought it to light <laughs> and uh, shone light on the shadow. And uh, the shadow is an aspect within ourselves that we can be often uncomfortable with. We can disregard it. We can numb it out. We can be disgusted with it and shamed with it. Like I said, with myself having the eating disorder, being very uh, judgmental and angry and ashamed. Shame is a big one. Fear is really big in there as well. And resentment. we have resentment, resentment. totally. Yeah. And and also go into the, the body aspects too, because those resentment um, in the studies that I've worked on with Michael, Dr. Michael Lincoln, resentment actually leads to cancer. Uh, anger creates inflammation. If you can think of your body like really burning up. 100%. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. And these are in the shadow. And so these are in the unconscious aspects. So it will come out in unconscious ways. So we may lash out at someone. We may uh, hide, conceal ourselves. We may be in shame and not want to speak our truth or feel comfortable expressing ourselves. Um, we may criticize or cast judgment towards others, but it's it's really coming from something that has not been acknowledged within ourselves. So it comes in very unconsciously. And it's a very repressed, it can be a very repressed part of ourselves, uh, but it, it's not to be seen as something to be ashamed of. It's actually when we witness it and when we understand it, we're shining light on those hidden right. aspects within ourselves. So we need to see it. We need to also embrace it and integrate it. Why am I acting this way? And the more the more work that you do with your shadow, the more aware you become and it becomes second nature. It, it just becomes a natural uh, experience of understanding yourself more, healing, mm -hmm. integrating, accepting, forgiving, loving, acceptance, mm -hmm. and you reach your authenticity and your authentic self is what is buried deep within. So when we're really angry and frustrated about our life and our path and what isn't working, it's because mm -hmm. we're not in alignment. We're not we're not living in our truth. We're not living how we're meant to live. And so that comes out in such destructive energy, right. emotions, words, actions, feelings, everything. And the dark night of the soul, not everyone will experience the dark night of the soul, I feel, and just from what I've studied, but it's a very, very profound death of the ego and death of our old self. And it is, it, it, in my experience, I'll only, I can only speak from my experience with this one, very, very, very difficult. It feels like you are losing your mind because you are losing your mind. You're losing your ego. You're losing what you've been used or how you've been used to learn living and functioning. And so everything's getting shook. And it, you're going through that very, very profound period of death and rebirth. And I also have to say that when we go through depression, when humanity goes through depression, that is actually an incredible opportunity to create change. And it's unfortunate that when we go into these really dark times within ourselves, it's scary. It's scary. We don't know what's going on. It's hard to make sense of. And we get medicated. Mm -hmm. We get medicated mm -hmm. or we we turn to alcohol. We want to numb it out because it becomes very uncomfortable. And so it's really important to understand how to work with this and know that your 
okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Everything that you are experiencing is a biological result from something deeper that does need to be looked at. And once you look at it, then your life will begin to change. And so the darkening of the soul is a profound death of the ego. And it's very painful. It's very, it can be scary. It's very uncertain. But again, with that change gives you a new life. It gives right. you new perception. It gives you your alignment with who you really are. I mean, it's a beautiful process, but it is, of course, it's it's difficult, right? Right. So that takes a lot of self-awareness and mm-hmm. and and someone I, I believe like when you are going through a time like that, it is important to have some kind of a mentor or a coach or mm-hmm. a healer or somebody to help you through that when you really don't understand what's going on. But it's it's definitely part of the whole process. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, for sure. Was there something else you want to say? No, go ahead. Okay. okay. So I'm curious uh, if somebody is wants to explore their shadow self, what is the first step? What would they do? The first step is is being aware. Uh, If you have an impulsive reaction to something, Mm -hmm. um, if it is um, anger, if it is resentment, if there's frustration, loneliness. down energy, depression, even alcoholism. Um, And I want to say, if you want to drink every now and then, there's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. just checking in, is there a need or a crutch or a Mm go-to? If there's something unconscious that you're used to operating in a, a pattern or a habit, for example, that isn't necessarily healthy, just take a look and see where it's coming from. You know, alcoholism um, from an addictions, I should just say in general, uh, from the work I've been studying has to do with our desire to connect with source, to connect with something that we feel disconnected from, right? So mm-hmm. it's this, this um, uh, from the book, Michael J. Lincoln, he says it is getting high closer to God. So when we are in that state of being, which is a detached state state from reality, we become what we're trying to go is to become closer to source and feel connected and feel part of something bigger. And mm-hmm. so these, I, I went off track a little bit, but but anything that is that is habitual or that you may not have seen before that may create something unhealthy, just look into it and see maybe where that's coming from. And so let's say they're self-reflecting and there's a lot of resentment because of blame. You know, uh, they're angry. They have not forgiven, which so they're holding on to that. So isn't there a point where you do want to connect it to doing some inner child work, like really going back into your family systems to see where these thoughts and this anger and some of this stuff has come from? Because people think it's it's anger from what's present in their life, but really it's usually deep-rooted in our subconscious, correct? Yep. Yeah. And it is connecting the dots so that you can, it is first seeing, seeing what is in the shadow. Also, I should say the collective shadow of maybe people we are attracting and people in our lives, because we tend to attract like attracts like, and we get comfortable in that collective shadow. And then seeing, going back into past and seeing what the, connecting the dots with our behaviors and our our perceptions and our actions, where that truly is coming from, but also the belief system attached to it. So it could Mm -hmm. be from growing up in life. It could be ancestral, cultural uh, situation that happened. I had worked with someone who grew up in a very, very uh, traumatic environment where there were bombs and gunfire going Mm -hmm. off and Mm -hmm. 
So you just connect the dots and how that has. So for for instance, this one particular person had so much fear and became very rigid and very locked in without even realizing. So um, it can show up in so many different ways. And it's just through observation and looking back at the past with compassion, not with anger. And we need to move away from holding on to the past of what hasn't happened, what hasn't worked so that we can move on into a new future. If we're living in the past, we're not allowing ourselves to break free and heal from the past and cut those ties to the past emotionally, uh, psychologically, energetically. So it does allow us to to create more separation from being enmeshed within that that experience of the past. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that relationships, uh, what we've, we're going to be taking a break here in a minute, but this is a really good question, I think, because mm-hmm. I know it can relate to a lot of people. Don't you think that some of the relationships, like a lot of our relationships are our biggest mirror? Like oh, we huge. learn so much about ourselves mm-hmm. from being in relationships, healthy, mm-hmm. not healthy, toxic, whatever, mm-hmm. that shines a light on us, right? Big time. And it's important not to look at the other people as they're the problem. Right. It's just seeing, mm-hmm. it's being observant and they're triggering. If we look at them as the problem, they're triggering that thing that we need to look at. Like, why are we blaming them when they're just being who they are? Everyone has problems. They're coming from yes. their place of hurt. Yes. We're coming from our place of hurt. Mm-hmm. You're putting two people in the same room right. with hurt. So, how do we reach that resolution? How do we reach that place of common understanding and work through this rather than feeding the cycle? Right. And they can only meet us where they are consciously at. Like they can only meet us where they're at. So yeah, that's that's very fascinating. Mm. All right. Well, I am just (laughs) loving this conversation Mm -hmm. and the time is going by so fast. We're going to take one more break and we'll be back right after this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at SanaLife.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everybody. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm talking to Tara Kabatoff on The Subconscious Mind. And I'm going to divert here for just a minute. I was on your YouTube channel prior to this uh, show. And I love this quote by Carl Jung. Find out what a person fears most, and that is where he will develop next. Mm -hmm. So when we have this subconscious mind going on, we don't even realize it, but we're just bringing it into our our waking life unconsciously, like the fear and you know, uh, I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. It's the same kind of thing. The more we think about it, the more it will be. Can you can you talk about that for us, uh, Tara? Absolutely. We are the creators of our reality, meaning we think we think things to be true. If we think that we are uh, not good enough, then we are going to be not good enough, really. But that yeah. that feeling comes from such a deep place, and fear is the strongest feeling and belief difficulty that we have within ourselves. It is what is fueling the world today. You can go out and, and fear manifests in so many ways. It fear, it fear manifests in control. It manifests in immobilization. Um, it manifests in imposter syndrome. Uh, shame, I feel, and fear kind of, I, I would say, come into hand and come in hand in hand with imposter syndrome. So feeling that you know, on the outside, we're trying to achieve or trying to be someone, but we're really afraid of, of people seeing who we truly are, you know, and mm -hmm. being ashamed of that, being ashamed of, and that's, that's so sad when you think about it. I mean, I lived this my whole life right? and it's really sad that we're, we're so concealed and we're hiding so much of ourselves because we're not happy with who we are. It's, it's really mm -hmm. sad. It takes away from life and, and, speaking from someone who broke through that and who's who has shone light on my sh on the fear within myself and understood how it was playing out in my life and and working through the motions of dissolving it it is liberating it truly is yeah. you set yourself free from fear and from having to prove yourself or be someone that you've been trying to be and and show up in a certain way in life and when we try and when we're proving and we're, we, and, but on the inside, we feel inadequate and we feel uh, unworthy. It is completely limiting us from having a full life, having everything that we may want, you know, the kind of life and success. But sometimes we also don't know what that means if we're really uh, operating from fear. Right. We may be right. very limited in our in our perceptions and in our reality of the, the how great life can be. And if we mm -hmm. haven't lived life outside of fear, if we haven't lived life maybe in a um, happy and harmonious relationship, or maybe living life abundantly, if we haven't had that before, how do we know what it feels like? Right, right. And don't you think there's the fear of failure? Like there's so many people that fear Huge. because Absolutely. they don't want to fail. And and really that's it's life. Like 
they're not really failures, they're discoveries, they're, it's mm-hmm. growth and it's the failures that lead us. But yet people have to really get vulnerable and real and, and go deep to really just get out of their comfort zone, right? Well, and fear triggers pain. So mm-hmm. our failure, I would say, would trigger pain right. of inadequacy or it, it can manifest in so many ways. It can trigger many different responses in ourselves. But when we fail, I mean, there are some people who can fail and come right back. There are some mm-hmm. people who yeah. will fail and they may unfortunately end their life or you'll never hear from them again. Yeah. They might be hiding in shame. You mm-hmm. know, So it, that all depends on their belief system at the core level. Yeah, that's an excellent point because you're right. There are people that that fail and they just come right back and they don't think twice about it. Or, you know, even like an example, like people that go through a divorce and let's say, you know, the, the guy loses all his money. Like there's some guys are like, okay, so I'm just going to start all over again. And then there's some that are like, you know, really fearful. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. seen that happen a lot. And and there's people that, you know, will just get right back up and go, okay, I'm just going to reinvent myself and do this all over again. And it's like that vision and that failure doesn't bother them. But if you're not if you if you haven't had that you know within you to begin with then you're really going to be operating out of fear like fear of failure again and then that's uncomfortable i mean that's the, a lot of the reason why people don't do this work because it can be uncomfortable but they do, what they don't understand is that it's truly liberating like it's your soul's independence totally it's powerful. When you're in fear, you are disempowered. You are not functioning fully. You are mm-hmm. not living to your full potential. And you are not inspiring others. You're not creating a sustained and healthy environment around you. When you're operating authentically, it is so powerful. It is mm-hmm. so it's liberating. It is, it has it's limitless in its abilities. I mean, you tap into limitless creative opportunities, you create meaningful relationships, your body's healthy, your mind is healthy, you're in flow. Mm-hmm. And it's not constant and it's not, I'm not perfect. Right. I, I'm not a hundred percent. But I now know, and and you and I spoke about this earlier as well. It's sort of I'm I've gone from that big, massive death and rebirth phase, you know, like Mm -hmm. that big, huge turning point into Mm -hmm. these like micro death and rebirths that happen every now and then they may happen maybe once a month or for a while it was like, honestly, I felt like it was every day (laughs) going through this, like, like kind of like going through the tumble cycle or something. But every time I come out of it, I feel different. I feel renewed. I feel I have a greater perception. I'm more in touch with my heart, with my emotions. And our emotions and our heart are so have taken the back seat in society. You know, we come from a very logical, analytical mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. We're always on, we're thinking, we're we're doing. But our heart and our emotions and being able to connect with not only interpersonal relationships, but within ourselves, like our senses, and that leads mm-hmm. to our intuition. Right. Mm-hmm. And that sharpens our intuition. So we then know what path to take. Um, then we can see failure as an opportunity. Okay. Right. That didn't work because I'm glad that didn't work. That's right. like right. not meant to be, you know? Yeah. And now yeah. I can see where I'm supposed to go as a result, you know? And so right. you you learn to work with these these cycles in a smoother way. You know, the mm-hmm. failures, the upset, the challenges, you then see, and then you can you can work with it in co-creation. You get to create the outcome. Right. Rather and than you're resisting. building trust. You're building yep. trust. Yeah. Because you've exactly. got that trust within yourself. And yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So we have a a few more minutes left here. And there's a few things that I wanted to ask you. I do want to have we're we are going to 
end the show with Tara giving a list, us a little bit of a astrology forecast for the year. So don't leave yet. She has a, a gift of doing astrology. She enjoys it. And she's going to share some insights into the new year. But before that, I'm really curious how, like after you've gone through this whole transformation, you know, what are some of the significant changes that you have, you know, experienced in, in a positive way? Like how has this changed your life? And because you've gone through this and you've worked through this, is that why you know that people are so capable of doing this themselves? Like they can get through this no matter how hard of times that they're going through, whether it's relationships or the relationship with their self, that there is a way. Like, I mean, your story alone, that was a lot. Like you went through a lot. And I want people to really know like the benefits and that you can do this. I, everyone can do it. And so looking back at um, addiction, eating disorder, uh, learning disability, stuttering, not being able to speak. I mean, I can talk, <laughs> you know, how liberating this feels because I've always yes. wanted to communicate. I've always had so many things to share and, and connect and create. And I couldn't, I was stifled. I did everything without medication. I did the inner work. Um, it changed my life and it can change everyone's. We all have the power and the learning disability. I don't feel that many people in this world really have, maybe, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb, but saying all, I feel that learning disabilities and these things that we're labeled as are basically a construct of how we've been raised or the belief system that we have within ourselves. And if we really tap into this and go deeper within this work, we can really uncover so much because our, as I mentioned, belief system connects with our thoughts, you know, how we think, perceive mm -hmm. the world, how we interpret the world uh, through thought, through rational thought. And then we have our emotional state. So our interpersonal relationships, our, our sense of intuition, our heart energy, our connectedness with, with all and our body, right? Mm -hmm. So all of mm -hmm. these, these beliefs, these false beliefs and, and uh, fears and shame really do damage on our body. It's all connected. And then our motivations and our behaviors are inspired by all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so the mm -hmm. outcome is how we act in this world and what we create as a result. If we shield ourselves and put ourselves in isolation, or if we put ourselves out there and express and create and attract and cultivate, you know, meaningful relationships, et cetera. So it has changed my life in every way possible because it's all connected. And mm -hmm. it has really allowed me to develop, develop more compassion towards others and towards myself and towards life and see the beauty in this mm -hmm. process. And it, right. it has helped me create, my work has gotten better. I mean, I do most of my marketing, all of my marketing right now. Uh, and I love it. I, it. I feel that my quality of work um, has gotten better everything, everything has right, right. just that's, improved. That's, I love that. I just, hmm. that's such a, a beautiful thing. It's that you've been on a journey for sure. So Tara, I do want you to tell our listeners where they mm -hmm. can get in touch with you because we are going to talk about the astrology after that, but we might get cut off because this is going to go right to the end. I sure. already know it. So, so yeah. where can they reach you so that they know? Tarakabatoff.com. And so that's K-A-B-A-T-O-F-F -F is my last name. It gets confusing sometimes, but is uh, .com is my website. I'm on Instagram under that name, YouTube under that name. I have a podcast, Beyond the Veil, and those are the best places to find me, but you can contact me anytime. 
Yeah, that's right. She does have the podcast. I would definitely check that out. And your YouTube is really, really good. I mean, Thank you. there are some great videos on there. You you have to check it out. There's more about this information. Uh, you know, all the information that you want to get on this is it's really good. Tara, tell us quickly. I think we have like two mm-hmm. minutes. Can you just give okay. us a, a quick overview of what right. the new year's gonna bring? <laughs> okay, two minutes. So 2024 in so I, I dabble a little bit in numerology astrology, just mostly to connect the dots. And I love seeing patterns and This year in 2024, in numerology, we have a universal year eight, which is really relating to personal power, potency, the ability to manifest and create in the practical. So it can do to do with your career. It can uh, relate to your health and wellness, to relationships, anything that you want to build. But the building comes from your connection with your highest self, right? So that alignment. So if we have fear, if we have shame, then we're going to be misaligned. We're not going to be tapping into our full potential. So just be aware of that. We also have coming up here. So we're recording this January 18th. January 20th, we have Pluto going into Aquarius and Aquarius season coming up. Now, this is all about AI. It's all about technology, the surge in technology, which is going to happen, and also the the shift in humanitarianism. So the clashes of power between human rights and the infrastructures that have been suppressing some of those human rights or the the, the quality of life or human freedom, if you will, but however you want to label it. But the, they're all going to be really pushed this year. This is going to be a big year, I feel, where we're going to see those the clash of power between positive change and the influence of the old the old uh, structures, I, I guess I would say, um, kind of imp- reinforcing or imposing their power onto the the other, right? So it's going to be a, a bit of a, a power play, I feel, coming up. But uh, moving into February, keep an eye open for major shifts in technology, especially that's going to be, I feel the, the, the little bit of a tipping point in that, in that domain. That's powerful stuff, but some good stuff, right? Some mm-hmm. good stuff happening. It's for all, sure. I have to say, it's all based on how you ter- you want to see it. And I've been seeing a lot of comments about yeah. people opposing AI. It's all really in how you learn to embrace Perception. it. Yeah, perception yeah. is everything. Yeah. So we yeah. we fear, we resist, we control doesn't work. So right. this is how we need to change in order to to move with the times and to create something meaningful and something of opportunity, I feel. Yes. Thank you so much Tara for joining us today. Your Instagram handle is what? Uh, Tara Kabatov. I think there's a, a dash in between the first and the last underscore, name. Yes. Okay. Underscore, yes. Yeah. Okay. I want them to be able to, to follow you if they'd like to. And thank you so mm-hmm. much for listening this week. I have an awesome show next week. A little bit of a different turn uh, in the corporate world, turn spirituality, pretty awesome uh, story. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, soundalife.com, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Tara, thank you so much for sharing your story and this insightful information for our listeners. Thank you very much. It was okay, everybody very fun. Have a great week. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.